All right, Daily Heat Check Smokecast. Welcome back. Um, let's let's start from the one man. Bianca Taylor, R.I.P. George Floyd, R.I.P. Ahmad Asbury, R.I.P. This is going to be one of the craziest years that you would ever, ever experience in your life, depending on how young or old you are. And if you're old enough, you'll probably be able to see some re recurrences and what's happening in today and what happened in the past. But if you're just to get to it, I'm touching on the, the riots, the protests, the outcry. The people had enough. Um, because I wasn't going to even start the podcast like this, but just since the time I was going, you know, some delays happened when I was going to record the past episode and I had my notes, like if you go through my notes, all my notes was current to everything that was current, say about three to four, like I don't want to date this, but you know, to when the events was happening, you get what I'm saying? You would be able to like, okay, yeah, these all happened within that same week or two, three days. So, but then this happened and I'm like, so just, just let me recap you right fast. Coronavirus, the nation is about to slowly reopen. Then once the nation is in the midst of reopening, we have the, the, the hideous acts of police force that just continues to happen and we have the loss of more innocent black lives by the hands of the police and with this happens in the midst of the country being in lockdown the frustration of being told to wear masks not go out stores be closed curfews social distancing we have this take place something that we're trying to really be progressive about and then we turn around and just see how this country just explodes or at least in these major cities because enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's like, when are we going to get to the point that this is going to be enough? And like, and what I'm saying is that these protests that are happening now I am all for, I'm all for all the protests, the peaceful protests, even the non-peaceful protests. But you know, let me get to that. I'll make my reasoning in a few. But it's just that when we look at this on a grand scale, it's just, we lost Mike Brown. We lost Trayvon Martin. We lost, um, I forgot the young man Rice up in uh, Cleveland. Um, Tamir Rice, and it, it's just like the list just keeps going on and on and on. Eric Gardner, um, it, it's just like, when is it going to stop? But then when you see the state of the country and you just put the coronavirus lockdown, then you put another more police brutality put on Front Street, and then you just get all this erupting at the same time, and it's like the, the people had enough. The people had enough. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't know where, 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 what people are expecting. Because I find myself right now, when it comes to this politics, I think I'm in the center. Because I'm not going to lie to you, I agree with the right wing on a lot of things, and I agree with the left wing on a lot of things. But at the end of the day, I'm still a black man, so when I look at this topic, there's always going to be the bias of why does this keep happening? Doesn't matter if it's in New York, Minneapolis, Florida, LA, you know what I'm saying? It's just that police brutality, racism, is just something in this country that's just being exploited on an open scale right now, and this last, say, the last five years 
years, even say at the turn of the decade, but these last five years in particular, we've just seen like the the biggest outroar in racism on on the front lines and the media is just covering it. And I can't even lie, this stuff is better than anything on TV. And when I say that is that they sensationalize everything. They just they just put it in your face, and that's why when you see the protesters go and they destroy CNN, you can't even get mad because they're partially to blame. It's one thing if you're covering the news, and it's another thing if you're spreading propaganda. It's just got to be like a line. You can't you can't thread both sides. You can't jump back and forth. You can't play both sides of the fence and not expect you to to walk out of this unharmed. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot of people. There's a people whose lives are at risk right now. But just more, just to just to bring it to to fruition right here. So America is going through these George Floyd protests. This young man passed away, and I just recently got word on what he passed away for. Not some, so just so the people that understand. George Floyd was a, a a black man from the Minneapolis area, and he passed away due to the fact of a police officer putting his knee excessive force on his neck somehow with underlying health issues, the excessive force stopping his breathing. He, he, he ultimately passed away. So we have these protests now across the nation in major cities, small cities, but in the major cities you're seeing just major exploitation of just this protest on a different stage, on a major level, just way beyond anything you would possibly even think of and imagine. But when you see these protests come out and it's like, okay, we understand that. We see the police violence and we understand that. That's why we're mad. But then why did he die? Why was the police even there? Why was there an interaction with him and the police? So it comes to find out that George Floyd and the gentleman he was with or whatever the case was, went into a store, tried to purchase something with an alleged, that's all we could say for this point, but let's just say even if it was, an alleged $20, a fake $20 bill. So between that, the store owner went and called the police. The police show up. They have the interaction with Mr. Floyd. They handcuff him. Somehow he gets to the floor and it escalates to what we know now is this infamous neck, knee into the neck. And then it's just so sim- sim- uh, symbolic with Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the 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 the, 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 the national anthem in the NFL. So we're going to get to that and just, you know, pair the sim- the um similarities but just just on the simple fact that when you look at it like okay this young black man got into this interaction with the police officer whatever the case is say he was abrupt disrespectful you know like that's the thing where that's why i say I could, i'm in the center because i can see the right wing and i can see the left wing side so say like the 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 the, the left wing side say you know he was just talking off, uh, you know, using his constitutional rights, free speech, whatever the case is, F you, the police, this, that, and the third. At that point, the police officer, you know, should whatever the case is, even if he was being belligerent, it was four officers there. Say it was even him handling him by himself. He was in handcuffs. So at that point, you had him in handcuffs. So the fact that he was on the floor in handcuffs, or it took four of you to get him on the floor to handcuff him. If you see what I'm saying, once he was subdued and in handcuffs, 
That should have been it. Even if he was belligerent, cuff talking shit, whatever the case was. Because the point is, you had your knee on his neck for an excessive amount of time, giving him an excessive force on a major artery, oxygen flow. So, like they say on the left side, yes. You, no, you get what I'm saying? This is uh, this is wrong. But if you looked and flipped and make like a right-wing argument for it, not I'm not trying to, but it's like, Say there is no right wing argument. <laughs> I'm sorry. A black man died for twenty dollars. What is your argument there? There is no argument. Even if you're a right winger, and I tend to and I tend to lean in the center with my with my po- my po- political views. But it's just that, okay, we see this for what it is. A black man dying for twenty dollars, excessive force. And it just gives this another moment in history where the police abuse their power, abuse their force, and they prove to us that having this badge, they could hide behind and they so they are above the law. Because it took at least two to three days for him to get arrested. Then not even all the officers were arrested. And I find that to be a problem because if I murdered somebody with three of my buddies, we're all getting arrested. You get what I'm saying? Whether it was accidental, with the weapon, excessive force, this is just the law that I've just grown up to know in the United States of America. Doesn't matter if you were just in the, you were to get, wait, you get what I'm saying? Even if you was a getaway driver, you're coming in too. You, you, you got a body on your back, on your, on your shoulders too. So I'm just trying to really figure out where does this excuse one party, but then, you know, include the other. This, you know, it's like a, it's not even say, let's just say it's not even racism. This is just a political error that just needs to be fixed in the system because you're just proving to the people and the public that the police are above the law. That's what you're doing. That's what you're clearly doing. You're just giving them the keys to be aggressive, abrasive, forceful, disrespectful, and just do whatever they want with no repercussions on the American people, on the taxpayers, on, wait, on the behalf of the taxpayers, and then for us to just accept it. No, that's that's just unacceptable. So to bring it to the protest, yes, go out there and protest. Express your anger, express your stress, express your, your hatred for the police. It's all right. You know, do it peaceful. I'm all for the peacefulness. Peaceful protests all the way. I'm all for peaceful protests. I'm sorry. I can't. And see, and this is where, like I say, my politics lean in the center. Because I am all for, like I said, I'm still a black man at the end of the day. So I'm with the left wing when they want to go out and protest. And you know, whether it be um, impeding the the, the, the the driveways, city hall, getting your, your voice heard, go out in droves, crowds. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Your Sunday service, whatever you're going. It's, it's not, nah, not today. Whether you're in LA, Atlanta, New York, Minneapolis, Florida, wherever, because they pro to Alabama. Shout out to all the freedom fighters all over because that's what y'all really are right now. Y'all are on the front line fighting for freedom. So shout out to all the freedom fighters on the front line. Just please, please just understand that. Y'all right now, when you take a step back and look back in history, it's going to be y'all we are going to be happy for that was out there to say, no, we had enough. And just, you know, because granted, because not everybody... I could, this goes back to a quote that I learned in college. I'm not going to say it correctly because I don't know it off the top of my head. But it's like when they were killing the whites, you stood back and you did nothing. When they were killing the Jews, you stood back and they did nothing. 
Then they were killing the blacks. There is no one there to help you because you stood back and did nothing for no one. I'm sorry, it's like I'm messing it up. But if I could get that quote right or if somebody could be able to see this and understand what I mean is that you eventually have to stand up for something. At some point in time, you have to stand up for something because if you don't, you're going to allow this to continue to happen and you're going to allow this to still be on a, on, a, on, a, on a major scale. But now, this is where I say I lean in the center. Please go out there protest. Like I said, I'm still black at the end of the day. So a lot of the things, whether my political views lean left, center, or right, doesn't matter because they're not going to care what my politics are when they see me, no matter what the case is. I'm still a black man at the end of the day. Here's where my politics lean towards the center, towards the right. Because, like I said, I'm all for the, the, the freedom fighters out there protesting, getting their their voices heard, speaking their peace, making sure this uh, the civil unrest doesn't go unheard. But then when you're out there doing these violent protests, I can't really, I can't, like, um, I'm torn because I'm on the line. That's why I said I'm in the center. Like, I can understand you voicing your opinion and burning the police station, uh, burning the, the police cars. I could, and when I say I could understand, I don't support it fully, but I still understand because you're attacking the man. If this makes any sense, your problem is against the government, the man, the laws, the 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 way that they've been acting, the their the this way that they could be feel like they could they be above the law. So I understand that you're you're totally going head to head with the man, but when you start destroying and looting these privately owned businesses or these major corporations that's where it kind of gets lost like the major corporations like they're going to have the money to be able like they say bounce back insurance but when you say like flight club how you gonna bounce back if you flight club your whole game is consignment people come there and give you their sneakers on the basis that your name and brand will get it sold and all they have to do is collect money and now that you went there and you pillaged all their inventory, which is not even their inventory, <laughs> it's like, how do you expect this to be justified on a grand scale? Because now I'm over here hurting for the person who, because I, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a sneakerhead myself. So when I see things like this, I'm hurting for the sneakerhead who double down like look i'm about to go and flip these so i'm gonna give these to um flight club and just hope the you know hopefully these flip or stock at you know granted not stock x wasn't included but you know what i mean so i feel for the kids or the people who bring their merchandise there on the on the hopes of making the flip and i'm hurting for the store owners who created nothing something from nothing flight club you know i'm not sure if that's a corporate brand more than likely it's not it's probably people who had a dream who came together independently made something built it up created a brand and just branched off cuz i know they're here on the east coast and i know they have one over there on the west so the point is is that when you're destroying independent businesses that's where i'm like why the independent business owners like, why them? Like, that's the part where I'm like, I'm kind of torn. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm still torn a little bit with, say, like the targets and whatnot. That's why I say I'm all for the peaceful protest. But then it's at the same time, like, what, why? Like, I'm really torn for the, like, the independent business owners. Because there's a part in my heart where I, myself, as an independent business owner, I don't 
personally have a storefront. Everything I do is in the digital space, but just in the, the just speaking, say like potentially I would want to hopefully get a storefront. Now I know in these instances is like, wow, I need to, it's all about not only location and not only like, you know, natural disasters. I need to worry about civil unrest. Like this is things that you can't even make up or predict in some of these cases. You know, I don't have to worry. Wait, you get what I'm saying? It's like first is, and then if you think about the series of events, we go from a pandemic. So if you're one of these small business owners, it's like, wow, I got to go into a pandemic. Damn, my business is not pandemic proof. Or if I have insurance for that, like, okay, great. Granted, I, I made it through the pandemic. But then as soon as I make it out the pandemic, I'm in the middle of a civil, a civil, you know, a civil war. Like there's a civil unrest happening in the middle of the streets and I'm just a casualty because I just happen to be here. I don't get it. I don't get it. So like I say, like I'm hurting for the, the small business owners, the people who run the consignment shops. I'm hurting for everyone, man. Cause like, I don't, I don't think that is, that is just cause I feel like you're just out here just to like stir trouble and just. You get what I'm saying? And make a bad situation worse and give a, a already bad name a worser name. You get what I'm saying? Because this is just going to this is going to resonate with the wrong people horribly. Because just think about it. Like there was a jewelry store owner, say in Santa Monica, that just lost their jewelry store or just got their jewelry store pillaged. Um, you know, and it's been there like a 75 year business handed down, whatever the case is. So just think of this like this, say that small business owner was a supporter for the George Floyd movement and the police brutality is, uh, is something that they did not support. And they were against that and they were with the protest and they supported everything that you guys were about. The fact that these, I hope it's not protesters, but the fact that these this this few this crowd the looters let's just say that these looters made it to their store and pillaged their something they built from nothing took you know and just destroyed it granted i don't know if they have insurance hopefully you know at this point but even not just to just look at it for at face value like what did i do to you if anything i support what you're doing i don't agree with what the police is doing I don't agree. It's just like, and it's it's, the, it's that situation that I think is going to really, really resonate with some of these people. Like, this is not right. And it's going to really draw the fence on some people. Like, yeah, I don't think this is right. But what you're doing to me is not right. But like I said, it it, it has a lot to do with the people being angry. But then that's why I say I, I ride in the middle. Because if you look at the history of America, this country was built off of war and racism. And that is a fact. That is not just me making something up because it sounds good. It's a hot take. No, America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, was built off of slavery and everything that they have now was fought for through a war. Just think back in 1773, 
The Boston Tea Party. The bo wait, I have I have it I have it here because I actually have to tweet it. I personally went out my way to tweet this because I was like, this is this is just some of the realest things I'm I'm seeing right now because people would because that's why I say this is why I I, I kind of I thread a thread in the middle because go out and protest, get your free speech on, and now it doesn't want to load up for me. But here, let me pull this up. Go get your free speech on, but like right here, when you think back on it, the Boston Tea Party was a political protest that occurred on December 16, 1773 at Griffin Wharf in Boston, Massachusetts. American colonists frustrated and angry at Britain for imposing taxation without representation dumped 342 chests of tea imported by the British East British East India into the company, British East um, British East India Company into the harbor. So I apologize for my little stumble there. But if you get the point that I'm saying is that this country was built off of rioting. And because if you know the Boston Tea Party then led to the American Revolution that led to everything that we have now. Like, but the point is, is that it start that started the riot that led to the people, first the people was angry, then it started a riot that led to them throwing the tea overboard into the sea that led to the fight that gave us America and the land of the free and the home of the brave, the country that we're able to do this all into today. That's just a quick history fact. Just go look it up. And when, and when I put all that in perspective, it's only really to say like, why... Would you think the people would get upset and not want to tear stuff up? In the history of America, that's all you ever did. Tore stuff up. You fought for everything. You fought for slaves. You fought to fight. You fought to, to free slaves. You fought to keep slaves. Like it, this is It's like you guys fight for everything in America. This is just the history of the country. So it's not me trying to look at things from a, a shallow lens. This is just the truth and we just have to really accept it. That's what it is. Racism and war. America. This is America, baby. The tale of two cities. You know, if hopefully you're on the side where you could look out your window and just be like, wow, that's a shame. Or... Hopefully you're on the side that you're on the front lines and you're fighting for what's for what's right to make it a better, more equal place. Because when you look at the whole standfold, there's going to be people in the suburbs looking down at what's happening outside. Like these are some savages and they're going to be like they're going to feel like the police should be more aggressive. That's just the truth. They see people looting businesses, looting their businesses, looting companies setting cops on fire cop cars on fire police stations on fire just going all out you know this is just the type of things that people will look at and say the police are being too soft but then when you turn around like i said you can't get mad at when they destroy the police station or the police stars the police cars like i said you're fighting the man the government because they threw the t from the from Britain's tea into the into the um the harbor, so burn up the police station and the police cars. That state provided through the pack taxpayer dollars. Y'all paying for it anyhow, so y'all kind of entitled to the right to burn it down. So 
it's just the way that I'm looking at it. It's just kind of crazy. So, like, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I just personally feel like that's just a topic that we just had to, like, like, like really hammer in right, right quick. Because, like, when you see this for what it's worth, it's horrible. It's really, it's horrible. And then it's like, wow. We have these protests. They're bringing in the National Guard. They're setting these curfews. And then in the midst of all of this, because, you know, like I said, like I got to I got to give all my views. I lean left, right, center, because you would have those people saying exactly like what I said. The police are too soft. They need to be more aggressive. And then you will have the instances where they're only showing you the looting on the media. That's why I said you can't feel bad for CNN when they get destroyed because if you're only showing the negative and you're not showing when the police are getting, shooting people in the eyes with rubber bullets or hitting people with rubber bullets and bleed, people are bleeding from rubber bullets. These aren't like pellets or like, I don't know what the, the they when they say rubber bullets, it's just, it's just like probably a way to make it um, desensitize the word bullet. But when you see the footage from people getting hit with these rubber bullets, these aren't something that you're going home with a black and blue and put an ice pack on. You get what I'm saying? Then you see people, police in the New York, driving a police cruiser into a crowd of protesters. Then you see, and I think in Scottsdale, Arizona, there this police car does a wild U-turn with protesters there, potentially could harm and hit anyone. It's like they're protesting against the brutality, and then in the midst of that, you guys are still being as brutal or even more brutal. What is happening? What is what is like what is going on? But then when you look at the media. That's why I'm saying this. This is the tale of two cities. Because when you look at the media, CNN, the ABCs, the Fox News, they're only going to show you the looting, the destruction, the unpeaceful protests. They're going to show you everything negative out there. But when you go to social media or these alternative news outlets, they're going to show you the positive protests, the police brutality, the cruisers hitting people, the police still putting their necks on their knees on people's necks, despite what happened to George Floyd. They're going to show you everything. People getting police um, pepper sprayed, hitting with batons, all type of wildness. Granted, we still have these this side of this faction that's out there looting and causing all this different type of stress and agony. But then at the same time, you still have police that's out there overusing their force, being extra aggressive. And the thing is, they're not showing you this. And then when they don't show you the police being as aggressive as they are now, they're going to have that full small faction of people looking at the news who are going to be scared, saying the police need to be more forceful. But despite that, they are forceful. They're probably as forceful or more forceful than ever. I want to see one of them go out there and get hit with a rubber bullet. Not happening. Like, come on. Like, what y'all think this is? Like, for real. I apologize. You know, I just had a, I had a lot to get off my chest with that. But it's just... It's just sad. It's just really, really, really sad. And then to make it even sadder, 
this is going to be one of the craziest years to remember just in the series of events. So if you're someone who's into urban news and events, I only say that because January, what we have, we lost David Stern, the commissioner, we lost Kobe Bryant. February, I think we lose Pop Smoke. Then the NBA shut down, I think towards the end of February. March, the coronavirus hit. April, we all go on lockdown. Then we have the death. No, in February, pardon me, Ahmaud Asbury, Asbury is murdered. Because remember, that happened months ago. That footage only surfaces three months later. And then for the officers to be prosecuted. So don't forget Ahmaud Asbury as well. Because I, fo- I spent so much focus on the, the George Floyd riots. But I feel like this was an accumulation of all these events put together. That the people just said, you know what? We need to go out there. Something has to happen. But then more so, just get back to the timeline. Um, what's that? April. Uh, well, yeah, February we have Pop Smoke. April um, we have the coronavirus. March, we get this, um, yeah, April, we, um, February, April, we get the coronavirus. March, we get the lockdown. Nah, March was the coronavirus. April is the lockdown. I'm all over the place. Remember, I'm doing this off the top. So it's like David Stern, Kobe in, Fe- in January. Pop Smoke in the NBA in February. March, we get the coronavirus, and then, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, dang. Then April, we get the lockdown. Lockdown, the mask, the limited social distancing, you know, like all these crazy laws. May, they start to reopen the economy in some places, and then we have the George Floyd murder and the riots. And then we're about to approach June. Well, when this episode will release will be in June but just to look at the series of events that got us to June it's like whoa this is and now need, need I say I'm just only focusing on some certain major topics that happen and like you know the the urban news and I'm only going off the top but if I was to come back with a list and just really like just put it together you're gonna see like wow this was just in this series of months and don't forget we lost many iconic legends this year as well too a lot of legendary singers actors so and you know just people in general because coronavirus let's not forget that because when i say the coronavirus it may just seem like i'm just talking the virus itself no the death and the death around the world in america just in general because you know i can't just speak of america because if you're listening to this wherever you are this probably hit you worse than it hit us Say you're in Italy, say you're in um China, say you're, you know, it's just like, we got to really be um thoughtful here. Then need I, need I forget that? It's like, let's just, let's just move to another topic. Because let me see what else we got here. Because, you know, that, that just, that just took my soul right there. So, you know, let's, let's kind of talk about the country reopening. Because despite all this rioting and everything that's happening, and I don't mean like despite it, like to push it to the side, we did have a coronavirus. And due to the fact that we do have protesting going on, we should be practicing social distancing. And in the midst of all of that, there is still not a vaccine or a cure. So there is a strong possibility that after these protests are done, the economy in some places are still slowly reopening. We could surely get a second wave that is possibly worse than the first wave. 
that the fact that and it will ravage through the inner city and minority community way worse than what they saw initially. And I find that to be very accurate and possible just due to the fact that you can't protest unless you're in a large crowd. And due to the fact that, yes, yeah, some of these protesters are wearing masks, scarves, there's a large majority of them who are not. There's a large majority of them who are bunched together, looting and doing things that are just not, you know, just. But at the same time, it's like, I could see that being a very possibility, a very true possibility, but I don't want that to be like the undertone of the the country reopening. But I do want people to understand that despite this riots and what's happening and the the tone of the nation right now, we were just in a coronavirus and some places, if most places, depending where you are, are still under lockdown and strict curfew. And depending on where you are with some of these major cities with these protests going on, you have all that on top of even stricter curfew with the National Guard. So it's like this country is reopening, but in some of these places, it's technically not open or it's still very far from being open. And these are still major cities, L.A., New York, Atlanta, Minneapolis, I think Florida. So granted, um, Alabama, so this is not everywhere, but then in the places that it is happening, like, let's just be cautious and conscious of it. Like, yeah, this is still a thing. Like, you know, so. Um, then, like, honestly, without, besides that, honestly, the only other major issue, not even more issue, like, topic I wanted to touch on was the Joe Rogan situation with him getting a hundred mil. Cause like, I don't want to really breeze past the country reopening, but it's like, I feel like a lot of me talking about the country reopening is going to really tie into the protest because that's what the tone of the nation is right now. And due to the fact that the country is not reopening or some places aren't reopening, it's going to be really tough for them to open with, this additional curfew, because say LA, they have like a four o'clock curfew, a six o'clock curfew, and it, there's like so many curfews going on throughout LA, despite, I think it's the whole entire LA and their county, and then remember, the country should be reopening, but then remember, you're in the middle of civil unrest, like, so it's really hard to really focus on the country reopening without focusing on the, the, the riots and the, the protests. Granted, because, you know, I'm not trying to make this whole cast about that, but let's try to, you know, move to the Joe Rogan deal because I think it's an epic deal. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really have much to speak on it in this space. Like, outside of, you know, I I do want to say this because, you know, I did watch a lot of videos and a lot of people's thoughts on it, but I honestly got to give you my thoughts from the heart. And this is like, you know, I podcast and I pod because this is something I love. I love talking to the people, just expressing my thoughts, my views. You know, hopefully I get some guests and we can bounce off of each other and debate. But just for the core of it, it's like, yo, this is just something that I truly, you know, it's a it's a way to express and just, you know, talk to the people. Rather, you, regardless if you see it my way or not, it's not the fact that I'm trying to be political. It's just that I do feel like, yo, I just got to get this off my chest. But when I see this Joe Rogan thing, it's like he turned exactly that. 
talking to the people, getting stuff off his chest, debating, bouncing thoughts off of his friends or just or ideas off of people. And he turned that into a hundred mil, a hundred plus million dollar a year deal. It's just more so is that it put value on something that I thought had very limited value or not even more so limited value that uh, a very objective or I don't, I don't want to say objective, but it's just like a weird pay system or pay scale because you know it's depending on who you are and how you rank and your audience so you know it's like you the pay is this or the commercial rate or the ad rev or your downloads and your views like grant you know there's different ways for this thing to be monetized at the end of the day but it just when you see someone in his granted he is the biggest podcaster number one in the space but to see the value that they just put on podcasts that's what I really am looking at. He just basically got paid more than any rapper I've ever heard. And he's equivalently in the same arena with them outside the fact that he doesn't rhyme on beats. Because his whole career, like you feel me, not even more say rapper, like musician or radio host. Like just think about it. He just put a value on personality. Or I don't even want to say, I don't even know what to say. It's like, I, like for him to be in his space and his space to be so related to say musicians who directly speak and they give their content to the people and the people interacting with their music, you know, or like however the case is or say radio personalities or even say like, he just put a crazy price tag on it. Like a Howard, I don't even know how much Howard Stern got paid, but if Howard Stern didn't get a deal like that, it just shows you like, because Howard Stern is a radio host. They're like, you know what I'm saying? Joe Rogan doesn't have a radio show or platform. He he is the platform. He is the brand. So when you see someone take his conversations and monetize, because literally that's all he does. And he says that. He doesn't really go off a script and notes. He just has a bunch of ideas. He might probably go off his head or just bounce off the conversation or just go off what the tone of the nation is or whatever the case may be. But when you look at it, it's like he just really found a way to monetize a conversation. And when you think of that, it's like if you have really good conversations with your friends, whether it be political, non-political, musical, or whatever it is, or you guys just share common interests, and you just see somebody get paid 100 mil for having conversations. Granted, these are conversations he built up over 10, 10, 11 years. So this is not just regular somebody who just woke up, walked out, and just started getting it done. And you know, and he just doesn't have regular conversations with regular people. So there's a value to what he brings to the table. But at the same time, just knowing that he was able to put a value like that on it, it's just the world is just right now. It's just really, it really makes me want to say the creator is king. Content is king. Find your space, own your space, create your work, own your work. There is no better time to own your work. And this is a fact. It doesn't matter what you do, what it is, whether you do graffiti, you draw, you're an artist, you're a musician, you're a writer. There's no better time right now to own your work. Make a lot of it. Make a lot of good work. Put it out there. Make sure that people can get to it. Make sure it's highly and readily accessible because you don't know what you might have because your creativity, excuse me, your creativity in some way, shape or form 
may be that valuable to someone and that's the crazy thing because if they if you if they're going based off of branding his brand is worth it if they're going based off of personality his personality is probably worth it because he's this ufc guy comedian fear factor you know hunter alpha male so there's a lot of that like in there so if you're a person who likes that yeah and if it's going for creativity, it's like, yeah, he creates amazing content with the people he's able to get on his show, whether it be through friendships or PR. It's, it's just amazing. So I commend and salute everything he does. And, you know, I'm a fan of the show. So, of course, I'm not going to be one to be a hater. But just to see the value that he was able to present and put on a platform or on a on a category, on a growing category at that, because 10, 11 years ago, when I'm pretty sure when Rogan started, podcasting was like something you people looked and laughed at. Like in the last five, three to five years, podcasting has just skyrocketed. It's almost like the quintessential thing to have in any media brand circuit or whatever you're doing. You got to have a podcast. So look, I, I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on it because there's plenty of videos out there breaking it down in depth, in detail, showing you why it was a great or not a great deal. But it's just really like, yo, shout outs to that. The creator and content is king. But with that being said, the tale of two cities. This one, we're going to hang it in there. I'm probably going to double back at the end of the week and give you another cast. Hopefully nothing major like what happened with these this protests and riots take place because, you know, that would stop it up and, you know, cause me to delay it. But with that being said, you know, hopefully I'll have another one for you at the end of the week, an update, you know, just more positive, somber tones, and we can get to a better place as far as whether where the country is, the opening of the country, coronavirus. We just start talking other stuff other than what's going on, but I definitely had to give this the voice and the time because there's people out there that are unhappy, and I can understand why because this is, they had enough. The country's had enough. But with that being said... Keep it peaceful, keep it positive, and we're out.